0: Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett.
1: I am Orion Warner.
0: And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. And if you're here, it's because you want to hear our thoughts and opinions about random-ass movies. And also, we're going to talk about movies the way we watch movies with
1: delicious snacks. I
0: got me some Sour Patch and some Mountain Dew, even though you really can't find that at movie theaters. You but could sneak it in. What snack did, yes, what snack <laughs> did you bring? I
1: uh, brought some Trolley Sour Bite. Uh, Crawlers, because they're colorful, and we're going to be talking about some colorful movies today, and then uh, got some water in this cute little turvis right here, so (laughs) you know me, always fucking rocking it.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, so go ahead and just uh, introduce the topic of what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Yeah, so today uh, we're going to talk about something we both love, or a genre we both love, which is horror movies, and more specifically in the horror genre are slasher films. Uh, Typically slasher films involve a killer, serial killer, or... Uh, Just Typically one character That just goes around And kind of kills everyone In the movie Typically with a Knife Chainsaw Machete Um Am I missing anything?
0: Phallic shaped weapons
1: Correct Yeah And that's basically Kind of uh, What describes The sub-genre Of slasher films
0: Yeah Sorry I'm diving Into these snacks Yeah just fucking do it dude And also I'm a little nasally So I apologize For how I sound But you know
1: We'll get there. Oh, yeah.
0: So, obviously, in America, Psycho came out in 1960. hmm And that was like, didn't kickstart the slasher genre, but it, it was like an early blueprint for what was later inspired slasher films. Yeah. But also, you'd be remiss if you didn't go back and mention Italian giallo cinema, which was like an early blueprint. Around the same time, 1960, around that, a little bit before, which was just like, Really colorful, insanely fucking bloody horror films. Like you can watch clips. There's one famous one, like a girl gets her arm cut off and blood just like all over the white walls, just sprays.
1: That's awesome. His
0: Italian movie, yeah. Like Dario Argento. Dario Argento is a really um prominent director of Giallo mm-hmm. films. He actually directed the original Suspiria. Okay. But uh, Is that
1: a foreign film, the original one, or is it
0: Yes and no. Okay. I think it was an American production. Just
1: in the whole uh, okay. I will say, uh, as we're talking about like the Italian film, mm-hmm. uh, slasher films, uh, I don't know anything about this. So really, Dalton, you're just gonna have to lead this conversation until we like dive yeah. into some stuff you know, that I, I know I, about.
0: I, I didn't look at my notes before this, so uh, I'm just going to base on what I remember. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Italian of Giallos really like Hitchcock would inspire Italian giallos, and Italian giallos would inspire Hitchcock. It yeah. was like a whole thing that was okay. happening. And they would constantly inspire each other. And then and the American slasher didn't really kick off until a movie that we famously talk about all the time in this podcast, and we're going to talk about it more: 1978's
1: John Carpenter's Halloween. You are goddamn right. And that is
0: considered by most um, critics and you know film historians like the first American slasher film because that's right after that. Because then you got a bunch of other copycat like slasher movies, but also an outside thing because like horror had been around forever like in the early 70s you had films like The Exorcist Mm -hmm. that was a very scary thing but it's also because you know in America at the time it was a very Christian nation so having you know the devil or a demon come into your home or your child that idea was what was really what's scaring the nation at the time so that's why you have 1968 you have films like Rosemary's Baby Mm -hmm. and things like that that was really driving horror and um, then in the late 70s early 80s is when you had real life serial killer happening you had Charles Manson you had Ted Bundy all these things were taking over all over the news channels and the public was really scared. So naturally, Hollywood was like, let's make some money off of this sphere and put serial killers like this in our films. Because mm-hmm. people will come in spades to watch it because horror movies always do well, generally.
1: Art imitates life. And
0: life imitates art. So basically they wanted to like get people to come to the theater and be scared about this type of movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, while Psycho was one of the early first movies to put in You and the Killers POV, there was actually a British film that came out the same year Called Peeping Tom. And that movie was literally about a guy who would... He was a photographer. Mm -hmm. And he was obsessed with... Or, I'm sorry, he was like a videographer. And he was obsessed with videoing you as you died. So he would bring people back to his place. Have them be models, videotape them, and then stab them. Like, he pulled out, like, a huge, definitely phallic image of, like, this blade that he would drive into you as he was, like, pushing in on the camera. And it's a really messed up movie. But Mm -hmm. it was one of the early first movies to put you in the killer's point of view. Yeah psycho did the same thing and then halloween literally the opening scene is entirely shot from the POV of the killer so we're gonna spoil a bunch of movies also and uh yeah so let's go ahead and talk about some slashers i will let you start the conversation off with halloween
1: i fucking love this movie um yeah it's like you said this movie starts off you are michael myers the camera is michael myers uh, as a child, and he just kind of rummages around, finds a kitchen knife, kills his sister, and the famous, like, oh, God, I love that. Um, this movie is fucking terrifying. Like, no matter how many times I've seen it, it still, like, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because, like, you don't know anything about Michael Myers. Like, obviously, as a family, he kills his sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's so terrifying, and especially whenever uh, Doctor Loomis describes Michael Myers, like I always talk about that because it's such a pivotal moment in that, like a- as a character description, mm-hmm. saying that, um, you know, he studied him for fifteen years, and he always like looked into his eyes, and you could see nothing but darkness, and like, oh, it's so fucking the good, devil's eyes. the devil's eyes, yeah,
0: which is also playing into that fear in the from the previous types of horror films of like the supernatural, and yeah. The- the 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 demonic things like that
1: yeah and it's so so good the way dr loomis describes uh michael myers and it's true like even as a viewer you don't know anything about michael myers like you don't see into his eyes you only see his face once for like a second maybe a second and a half whenever laurie strode takes his mask Mm -hmm. off so as a viewer you don't even know what this guy looks like and I really like the supernatural aspect of it, too. Like, at the end, whenever Dr. Loomis uh, comes in and just peppers uh, Michael Myers, and Michael Myers, like, falls off, and he can he, he consoles uh, Lori because she's fucking terrified, and then he goes over the window, and or out to the balcony, and he's not there. I'm like, what better way to end a horror movie than to let the killer, like, Go off, like you don't know where he is. Obviously, uh, with the new movie that came out in 2018, uh, Halloween, under the same title, uh, like we know what happened to him, but like at the time, like you had no idea what happened to him, he just went off. So it's very, very open ended ending to the movie, which is very, very terrifying uh, having a serial killer go around and you know be out there. Fun fact Halloween, the original working title. Uh, was gonna be a uh, babysit killer or the babysitter killer or something yeah, like, that. Murder or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's. Thank fun. God they
0: didn't call it that because that's a dumb fucking title.
1: Yeah, God, they stuck with the Halloween theme, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, the iconic score with it. Yeah. That just, uh just everything about that movie is so, so yeah. good. One of
0: my favorite aspects about that film is it can. In the 2018 one, does this as well. It consistently asks you or tries to convince you of two things. Two conflicting things, it tries to convince you Michael Myers is just a man, and Michael Myers is something more. There's something supernatural about him, mm-hmm. because throughout the movie, it'll give you hints of like, oh, he's just a guy, and then it'll give you hints of like, no, a go normal man couldn't do something like that.
1: And it's Laurie Strode who's like, no, like there is yeah. something different about this mm-hmm. guy, and everyone's like, ah, oh, he's just a guy in a yeah. mask,
0: and, and just that, like, yes, yeah, like especially like when he takes the mask off, that's the movie being like, look, it's it's just a guy. Like, you can stop him, he's just a guy. And then the famous ending of the film, which I love when, you know, Dr. Loomis puts a whole fucking round into him and then looks at the balcony and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then that's the final convincing of, like, no, he is something more. And even the 2018 one did it as well. The awesome one shot when he's going through the house, is killing people, and he walks past a baby, looks at the baby crying, oh. and then just keeps walking. And you're like... That he has was a, some humanity. It's like, that was a human thing to do. What What's going on with that? And then mm-hmm. later in the movie, he doesn't die again when he gets hit really hard by a car. Mm-hmm. And he even smashes a dude's face in. And,
1: like, you see it. Like, you see the back of him. He's, like, 60 or 70 years old. Like, that's mm-hmm. an old man, Michael yeah. Myers is. And he yeah. got
0: dropped. That's something else that you can talk about. Like, oh, he's just a man. It's like, he ages. Like, yeah. he's aging fine. And Something, yeah.
1: I, the way that movie starts, well, it doesn't start like that. But, uh whenever michael myers first comes on screen and like he's outside the ward Mm -hmm. with everyone else and they're like in the square and like the doctor's like hey like don't get within like the square like stay on the outside of it or whatever it is and uh the reporter like the journalist pulls out the mask and everyone starts losing their shit that's another supernatural element to it because like some people aren't even paying attention it's just like something that you feel like the aura you feel that has that mask and michael myers together like it just fucking builds and it's so terrifying and um kind of going like how the new halloween copies the old halloween of like the supernatural ending i mean as of right now like two sequels are announced and like we thought michael myers died but apparently he doesn't so uh it's gonna (laughs) really because money because (laughs) it makes money yeah Mm. but uh not to talk too much about movie news but like that's that drives home another supernatural element about it like there's something up with Michael Myers I yeah. hope they never dive into what it is because that, yeah. that's what makes that movie so scary. It scary it's, what it's what like you it's have it's no so idea scary. like
0: and and I, what I love about the original film that the newer film didn't do as well although it did it a little bit mm-hmm. was just he's always in the background oh my god yeah and like it won't tell you he's there but you'll find him and you're like uh-huh. oh shit he's right there and it's like it's such a such a great thing and um, you know Just iconic shots too Of just him like Standing across At the neighbor's house Like that And that was actually John Carpenter's wife mm-hmm. Did that shot
1: There was I think uh, Like seven people Wore yeah. the mask mm-hmm. And overalls Yeah Which is what's great About that character Is like you don't have To have one actor for it Because yeah, you it, don't show the
0: face Yeah it can be a stuntman man can be whoever's yeah. convenient
1: Whoever's around And Oh god I, I, There was something I was going to say With it But I can't remember What it was I don't know But
0: uh, continue Continue um, another slasher that was really inspired by Halloween, and like yeah, Halloween. It had a bunch of fucking sequels that we're not going to get into. Although mm-hmm. Halloween, the original Halloween two is not bad. It's not great, but it's yeah. not bad. I recommend it. just watch it. It's not bad. Um, but because there's actually a lot of interesting history with Halloween two, like mm-hmm. how that film got made, which we won't go go into now. But one day we'll talk about
1: it. Yeah, we'll have a whole episode talking about the Halloween movies. Although, because I love the original one so much, I kind of I have the whole set like mm-hmm. with all the movies, and I kind of refuse to watch all of them because it's like like i don't want to watch this franchise get fucking tanked Mm -hmm.
0: no i know know what you mean yeah also um it's one of those things like the second one like i i feel about halloween too how i feel about jaws 2 (laughs) okay like jaws 2 is not very good but there's enough fun stuff in it where like you can watch it and like not hate yourself okay But then there's jaws 3 and you're like wow I want to die and then Jaws 4 you're like no now
1: I really want to die (laughs) which one's a revenge is that 2 that's 4 that's 4 okay yeah
0: Yeah. but yeah but uh, anyway uh, before we got sidetracked by my own comments another slasher that came out after Halloween that was literally the reason it happened was because of Halloween is Friday the 13th no don't make that I hate those films so much except for which one Jason X is a masterpiece (laughs) and there's no convincing me otherwise film is an absolute masterpiece um, oh, by the way, obviously, we're not going to get to all the slashers today because, you know, we're just we're not going to be able to do all of them. So if we miss something that you were like, hey, they didn't talk about this slasher movie, please bring drop it in the comments and let us know. And then maybe on another episode we can bring up those films. Yeah. But um, anyway, Friday 13th. <sighs> Sean S. Cunningham, who directed it, has literally admitted like we made that movie because of Halloween. They're like, capitalizing like, on it. Yeah. And, they, and they, they even they're like, think of a title that has to do with a certain date. Because the original is called Halloween, so mm. like Friday the Thirteenth, spooky. Yeah, so they they did that, and even if you, and the thing is, it, it's 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 a poorer that's not a word. It's a not as good done <laughs> version of Halloween. Yes, like even the shots are messy, and it's like what mm-hmm. what am I watching? And it's so the twist is cool.
1: In the first one, yeah, yeah,
0: like it's an and she gives a good performance. The actress playing Mrs. Voorhees, mm-hmm. you know, very well done. And I actually I you know what I like the ending. The only part I like is how the film ends when the chick has a nightmare of Jason popping out of the water and killing <sighs> her and then he just goes he's still out there. Mhm. Really scary. Yeah. In the second one he gets the potato sack and in the third one he gets the mask.
1: Yeah, which is funny that mask is so iconic cuz he I doesn't get it to the third one.
0: one. Yeah, that's, that's like, you know, that's toys, that's marketing, that's yeah. genius on them. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, Friday thir- I mean, yeah, Friday thirteenth came out of Halloween success. It's not very well done. How many
1: years later, do you know off the top of your head? I'll look it up right now. I think it's it- nineteen eighty. I think it came out two years later. That was a quick fucking turnaround. Quick
0: turnaround, around. they wanted that money. No, but uh but it's genius. And there are even horror movies that do that now where it's like they make it for stupid low budgets and then in one weekend they've made their money back. Blumhouse is really good at that. Yeah, eighty. And um something else about like Friday the thirteenth is and this also happened with another franchise we'll talk about again, but like Horror in the late '80s and early '90s kind of gave up on being scary, and people wanted to go because they were gory and funny and stupid. To which movies? I'm sorry. Like slasher films. Okay. The reason why the slasher genre died out in like the late '80s mm-hmm. was because they started getting stupid, funny. Like pe- people were only going to like get high and watch a bunch of teenagers die, mm-hmm. and it was like you know. It put this message of, like, don't have sex or else you're going to get killed by Jason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a lot of the early films, like they, they didn't have that message. Like, Halloween, yeah, the teenagers have sex and then they get killed. But th- that's not why that was happening. Yeah, where, they where, were just where, distracted and they didn't pay attention. Literally, the plot of Friday the 13th is he kills teenagers having sex because that's why he drowned. Yeah, And it's like, it was, a, it was just a weird thing to target and attack. And, like... Uh, it's like it's it's a conflicting message there. Like I can see the positivity of it, but I can also see the negativity of it, and um, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I I just don't know how I feel about that whole thing. Yeah. Because uh, you know, it's like it's not like you're gonna scare teenagers into not having sex because Jason will get them. Yeah. And, and you That's know, it's
1: a weird like summoning circle. Yeah. And, like instead of like having a circle with like candles and like summoning the devil or some yeah. demonic thing, it's like just have sex and Jason oh, will pop up. You? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> like uh. Something else is, you know, the movie's got really dumb. Like, I forget which Friday 13th it is, but there's one where a guy just turns around and goes, huh? And Jason just punches his head
1: off. I think that's like
0: three or four. Yeah, I don't remember which one it is. I've seen
1: all of them except for Takes Manhattan, which is fucking Nick's favorite. <laughs> and then uh, Jason X. But I, I, quickly going back to Halloween, I remember what I was going to say about that. Mm. One thing I absolutely love that that movie does, including like the killer POV shots, is you hear Michael breathe. Yes. I terrifying. fucking love that. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, so going back to Friday the 13th.
0: And that, that Michael Myers is just such a better character than Jason Voorhees, like, since we're comparing. Like,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, what the... Okay, he drowned in the lake, and now he's back, and he looks scary.
1: That's why he has a mask. And yeah, fucking, and, and, and it's
0: like he has a machete. It's like, okay, you're, you're marking off the checklist of what a slasher movie needs, but you're not, like... Like, Michael Myers is just a scary character because he just murked his sister when he was six because he wanted to. Yeah. And, then and he was locked away, then he escaped. And it it's has like, enough
1: character development to know who he is, like I said, with Dr. Yeah. Loomis describing yeah. him. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you need to know about him. Jason, Michael you don't Myers fucking know anything. like a real
0: person that could kill you. Yes. Like a real human being and a supernatural element. Mm-hmm. But that's why it was so successful in that because like of the real serial killers at the time. Where yep. Jason was such a... And that's kind of why the first Friday the 13th people were scared of, because it was his mother in the first film.
1: Which makes which sense. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: But then, you know, as it went on, you know, it got more and more out of control and crazy. But then, you know, in the early 80s, you have another film that came out. Or, yeah, the mid-1984. That,
1: that was good, because I literally just pulled that up. Uh-huh.
0: You had another film come out yep. that got into your dreams as well, which is fucked up. Like, why would you mess with dreams in a horror movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Wes Craven masterpiece, I fucking love A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I love Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, again, amazing character that they've made in that film.
1: Yeah, no, I remember watching this movie whenever I was younger, and, like, mm-hmm. it just fucking, it haunts you, dude, because, yeah. like, you feel like you're not safe in your dreams, and, like, when you sleep, that's the one time you're supposed to be safe, and you yeah. can't be safe.
0: Yeah, and, and, and something that, um, you know, a lot of slasher movies do is they, I forget which critic brought this up in an article. I'm really doing bad as a film student here. But a very famous term that's still around today is called the final girl. Mm-hmm. And a lot of.
1: Famously made by. Halloween. Laurie Strode, yep.
0: Yeah. And uh, But basically, <laughs> um, the concept of the final girl is something that's a trait in a lot of slasher films. And, you know, Laurie Strode and Halloween, and then you, we're going to go through more where you realize, like, oh, it's, it's the final girl. It's the, it's final the trope, girl. yeah. Because the reason they do that is because it's, it's about a killer with a phallic a penis-cymbled weapon, like a knife machete. Mm-hmm. And it's about the women sort of defeating the over- over-masculine, overpowering male villain. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the underlying theme of slashers is, like, women overcoming, you know, oppression, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, sexual under- overpowering. Yeah. Like, that's the whole reason. And, and that's why... <sighs> I, that's why I hate the Halloween sequels where, like, their brother and sister. It's just, like i
1: love that the new halloween totally fucking totally debunked that because yeah. they were like i heard a rumor that like they were siblings and she's, she's like, like nah, no fuck that noise yeah, yeah i fucking love that they just came out no. and said that but uh yes nightmare on elm street fucking terrifying movie they, they did
0: the psycho thing where they set up a main character and that killer in the opening scene and it is a like fucked up oh my god the opening yeah. scene when I forget the character's name but she's a blonde and it's setting her up to be the main character of the film and he's having sex with her boyfriend ironically again because you know uh, you gotta die if you're having sex although a nightmare did a good job of like not making that a whole thing mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden she's dreaming and she lifts in the air and she's in the boiler room in her dream with Freddie getting killed but all you see is what's really happening and it's the boyfriend watching her just get floated thrown across the ceiling and, and she's getting scratched uh. blood's going everywhere and it's horrifying mm-hmm. and she falls down and dies and that's who they set up the main character to be and you're like oh shit like what what happens now and then the attention moves to Nancy mm-hmm. and you have you know Nancy who came back in Nightmare in Elm nope Street 3 and New Nightmare which are the only good sequels because the rest of them I mean Robert Englund's fun but they, they did the Friday the 13th thing where it just became oh make him funny make the teenagers stupid and make it gory and not very scary mm-hmm. and yeah, but the first Nightmare on Elm Street, like that song, One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, that's fucked. And also, what made that movie really interesting was the fact that it wasn't the kids' fault why mm-hmm. they were being chased. They are being chased because of their parents. Yep,
1: because their parents fucked it's, up and, and, and the the they whole killed. Like the theme of
0: like, the sins of your fathers and how it can affect you. Yeah. The parents killed Freddy. And, and I that, love that whenever... it's always very interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. And I love whenever they reveal that because they're like... Because they talk about Freddy. They either bring him up by name or like, describe him and like, the mom's like... Oh boy! Like we fucked up. No, no,
0: no, but like it's the mom not believing them because it's like Freddy's not real because we killed him. Mm-hmm. And you're like,
1: what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? like all these people are fucking in, dying. In, in, in
0: the first movie, it, it says he was a child abuser, like he beat children.
1: Killed, How do you kill children? Rape them too? It's, Did it's, he just?
0: It's, it's implied. Okay, but like it's not like heavy handed. In the remake, he raped the kids. Like it was very implied oh, that wow, he raped okay. the kids, but that fucking remake's horrible. Like, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake is worse than the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Okay. And I'm not a fan of the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Yeah. But the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street was awful, dude. Like, Mm. I'd love to watch that movie and literally do a whole episode about how bad that movie is. It is terrible, Interesting. Like, there's a scene where... the, The only cool thing about it was they did a spin of what if Freddy didn't do this to us and he's doing this because he's mad that he got framed for the murder. So they go investigate to like see, like, hey, maybe if we prove that Freddie didn't do this, he'll stop killing everyone. Mm-hmm. So they go to this place that, like, they had blocked in their memory because when you're kids and you have a traumatic event, you block it out. Of course. They go in this room and they find pictures of all of them getting raped. And they were like, no, he just wanted to remind us that he did it. that's what My he God,
1: here. that is fucked up.
0: But here's the thing. Him and this girl find these pictures in this room where they were molested and raped. And then they start making out. And you're like...
1: What year did this come out? 2010. What the fuck?
0: And you're like, this is what... What? That's kind of, bad taste. Yeah, it's really bad taste. And you're like, what? What? What's... Why are you doing this, you know? And the guy from Watchmen played Freddy. Um, he played Warshak. Yeah. He played Freddy. He wasn't bad. He did fine. But like, Interesting. But was just such a bad movie. Yeah.
1: Fuck that, dude. What mm-hmm. the hell? Yeah, it, Nightmare on Elm Street has one of my favorite shots of all time, like the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Like, that fucking haunted me, dude. God, it's such a and like and, it's and, and, such huge
0: and if Freddy was the first killer who fucked with the victims mm-hmm. like he was an asshole like, like he would just be like yeah uh, so one of the things like when he's killing the opening girl she says oh my god and he pulls up his glove and he's like this is god you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and then uh, in the sequels you know he does the hilarious stuff like in the third one which is actually pretty good is when he turns on the TV and goes welcome to prime time bitch and then kills the girl hmm. but, like, but he, he fucked with the victims a lot and, like yeah. he would insult them and all that and it's
1: and it's such unique of a killer. Like even though it's slasher, like it has he like he has his own trademark. Like the glove. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Myers has the machete. Or Jason, the fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the knife. Yeah. Um, Jason, fuck that guy. Although mm-hmm. like I I kind of enjoy those movies for what I, they I, are. I
0: don't. But um. But Jason X is a masterpiece.
1: On yeah, I haven't it. seen
0: that one. Dude, he cryo freezes a girl's face. I've seen that clip. Breaks yeah. her head on the. <laughs> and That's I'm pretty sure up. bodies starts playing at one point. The
1: I think I'm I pretty sure that's on point at one point, yeah. And but it's, it's um, else. like but that's yeah. what I really enjoy about these slasher movies is that like the killer, like had like if it's a supernatural killer like these past ones we've talked about, like they're so unique in their own way, and it's very fascinating.
0: Yeah, we haven't had a good original slasher character in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I want to get to I'm going to skip to the 90s because I want to talk about a slasher movie that I fucking love very much yes also directed by Wes Craven mm-hmm. 1996's Scream I love this movie for a plethora of reasons you know all the performances are great it's a great script like the script actually caused a bidding war with every studio really wanting to make it but um, really I did and, not know that but Dimension and the Weinsteins one <laughs> but but uh, Yikes. they produced the movie and it's has an incredible twist to the end of the film it really used modern times but to bring back classic horror tropes like it has the final girl Sydney and it actually has consistent characters that stay throughout the franchise which not many horror franchises do and it also that creepy ass voice on the phone that calls you and is like hello you know and like does the whole what's um, your favorite movie yeah after this movie caller ID increased by 97%
1: really something like
0: that like I'll look up that like it's it's something crazy like that yeah like it was like Created like, a whole new way to scare you, because that had never been a thing, like, calling people and fucking with them. Like, I mean, When a Stranger Calls, but that's, like, a house phone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, Black Christmas, which we'll talk about more. Because, like, there were movies that came out before Halloween that were kind of slasher, but not really slasher. Yeah. Like, Black Christmas and House and Sorority Row, things like that. Yeah. And um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we'll, co- we'll, which we'll go back and talk about.
1: Yeah. But um, We'll kind of bounce around. Yeah.
0: But, uh, and Scream the slasher was dead like they weren't making any more of them the Freddy and Jason movies weren't happening uh, they weren't making any money <clears throat> but this movie came out at Christmas and the reason why Wes Craven and a lot of people like really wanted this movie to come out around Christmas time was they were like yo the slasher audience has nothing right now like the horror audience like it's Christmas time they're gonna make these Hallmark movies like there's no movie like ours coming out and everyone who likes this movie will, like those these types of movies will go in spades to watch it you mm-hmm. are like alright and you know the idea of ghostface just how it can be literally anyone you know and i love a good who done it so it's like it's just about like who who's the killer and the twist too the with twist it and the, all the performances are great and you know it's funny without being silly it's very scary and the the finale it's one of my favorite third acts Ever, just the way it naturally builds. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a meta horror movie. It, it Very it, meta. It makes fun of slasher movies while being its own slasher movie. Yeah. And it's like... Because you know, it talks about like, oh, the, you know the yeah. rules, like yeah, yeah. you can't have sex yeah, otherwise the, the, you'll be the, killed. the character and... of Randy of like, you know, the three rules of horror movie. One, you can never have sex. The version is always the one that lives. Two, um, you can never say, I'll be right back. And, you know, you can't drink alcohol or do drugs, or else you're always going to die. Mm-hmm. And then the movie breaks all of those rules. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Sydney has sex, and she lives. She's still the hero of the film. Mm-hmm. Courtney Cox at one point says, I'll be right back, and she lives. And then, you know, all the characters drink and do drugs, and some of them live, but some of them die, but some yeah. of them live. And it, it, it's kind of, it was its way of saying, the slasher is back, but it's different now. And, you know, the thing is, Scream, much like Halloween, then got a lot of copycats. But it was with the same writer. Like, yeah. uh... I know what you did last summer. Okay. Which I'm, I've, I haven't seen the whole thing. I watched bits of it, but I didn't like what I saw. That's kind of a silly movie. And just you know, a lot of slashes like that came out. That's and that's also when they started remaking a lot of old horror movies. It was in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. late nineties. I even think Scream Two is really good.
1: They so, even have those spoof movies of like Scream. Scary like, movie. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But like a uh, like Scream Two is really good. Scream Three not so much. I love Scream Four. I know a lot of people don't like Scream mm-hmm. Four, but I fucking love Scream Four. I thought it was excellent. But, um, but, yeah, you know, and just you know the the fact that, and also we we're not talking about how the slasher genre changed other types of horror as well,, mm-hmm. like um Evil Dead two, for example, came out in the middle of when slashers were really big, yeah, and they turned Ash into a final girl,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, and I
0: literally wrote a whole essay on this when I was in college of like Ash became a final girl in Evil Dead 2. And mm-hmm. they give him all the traits and they also make fun of the fact like every macho decision he tries to make, it backfires. Mm-hmm. And they literally make him into a kick-ass final girl, but it's just a guy. It's yeah. Ash. And, um, you know... Eventually another resurgence came back in like supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. but the way the plot structured and the way the storytelling goes was very similar to that of a slasher. Mm-hmm. And you know, the slasher really really changed horror forever, not yeah. only in its own genre but other genres as
1: well. And to be honest, I feel like slasher movies are the best like subgenre of horror. because like, like when you watch horror when, when I watch like modern horror movies, like it, it relies too much on jump scares, and I don't like that. I like to be shaken to my core. like Halloween does that. Uh, yes. I haven't seen I haven't seen the uh, sequels to Scream but like the original Scream does that I've seen
0: Scream 2 nope oh dude it's so good uh,
1: but kind of quickly talking about Scream mm-hmm. do they do the same thing like in Psycho where like they build this girl to be like the main character and then they kill her or is that just like
0: and Scream? Yeah. oh fuck yeah how did I not talk about that Drew Barrymore in the opening scene because she, she was huge huge in the 90s and all the posters and all the trailers murked in the opening scene and it's fucking brutal dude yeah my sister also loves this movie, and there's a part, we just talked recently, that still, sca- still scares her, and she talks about it, and she, there's, it's the opening scene when Ghostface is killing Drew Barrymore, mm. and then, after he punches her throat, she gets up, like, gets him off of her, and then goes to try and, like, see, she sees her parents, mm-hmm. and she, like, reaches out, because she, like, she, like to you away from her parents, and she's like, Mah. but it can't say it because of how bad her throat's been yeah. hurt, and then Ghostface pulls her and kills her, hangs her by the tree. It's horrifying. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just crazy how these slasher movies, like, they usually set up right in the beginning, like, this is what you're watching. There, mm-hmm. And all this sick-ass kill in the very beginning.
1: Yeah. it's like also li-
0: another trade, like, throughout slashers. Yeah.
1: And that's what I really like about, you know, uh, Scream, because they set that standard really high. Uh, Psycho. And uh, Halloween, of course, like, Michael Myers, I think he's, like, four or five. And he just fucking murders his sister just in cold blood. And then goes out to his parents, mm-hmm. expressionless, and, like... Yeah, no, it's just fucking terrifying, and that's what I really like about them. Um, anything else about Scream though? Because I can't remember too much, and I know you like this movie more than me. So, like, if you just want to fucking go on, like, I will be more than happy to listen.
0: No, it's it's really funny, I'm not like stupid funny. Like the characters are just very, very funny. Yeah, and it was it's was also a movie that it allowed um, the people who were making the movie allowed it to be very like authentic to how teenagers spoke and stuff. Like, there's a moment where the two girls are talking about if they what movie they want to rent. Mm-hmm. Like, let's rent all the right moves because you pause it just right, you can see Tom Cruise's penis. Like, you know, yeah. just silly shit like that.
1: And that's another thing about Halloween. Like, um, I can't remember the girl's name, but it was John Carpenter's wife. It's Deborah something. Deborah, yeah. Um, when John Carpenter was writing this movie, he had his girlfriend, Deborah, at the time, write all the female dialogue because mm-hmm. he's like, I want this to be authentic and I want this to sound like a typical girls conversation and they talk about like guys boyfriends prom dancing mm-hmm. like sex school books like all this shit mm-hmm. and it all feels real like and that's what i really like about these movies too that do that because it makes it more like relatable rather than like some dumb shit like i went skydiving okay how many fucking people go skydiving <laughs> but, like how many people like have a crush on tom cruise or like anything like that mm-hmm. like it's much more common and much more right. relatable
0: yeah and um another thing that it does is it presents people who you think would be like the prime suspect to be the killer yep and then slowly debunks that it's not that person Mm -hmm. and like and it's just like and the motive i love the motive of the killers in scream and then they in fact that the killer also brings up another thing of like like she's like why would you do this and he goes i don't know did norman bates have a motive what about hannibal lecter did they ever decide why he liked to eat people don't think so it's just like them just completely fucking with her psychologically and all the stuff and when you actually find out why the killer does it it's actually really sad and mm-hmm. why he's doing all this
1: Oh, we'll go ahead and spoil it We're spoiling all the other movies Alright But if you have not
0: seen Scream For the love of God Don't wait for me to spoil this movie It's so good Yeah But um, in Scream The, the plot the twist is It's not one killer It's two mm-hmm. And one of the killers is her boyfriend And the other is the boyfriend's best friend Stu Who's played by Shaggy Played by <laughs> Matthew Lillard Shaggy Played wonderfully by the way Yeah Because he's like an underwritten character But his performance really does a lot with him and I love that they're, like, taunting her, like, you know, why they're doing Like, she's like, why are you doing this? Why are you do this? And Stu was just there because he's along for the ride. But Billy is, like, your mom. Because she finds out that, like, her mom died a year ago. And she put the wrong person in jail. Like, Billy is the one who killed her mom. Her boyfriend killed her mom a year ago. Mm-hmm. And she, like, just finds out that, like, oh, my God, I put the wrong person in jail. This is horrible. And she goes, and Billy says... Your mom was having sex with my dad, and that's why my mother left and abandoned me. And you're just like, "That's fucked." Oh, okay, <laughs> like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and just you know how they created this whole thing, like they bought a popular Halloween costume that like they couldn't track the purchase and things like that. And then how iconic is Ghostface now? Yeah, and it's it's such an awesome thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And something else that's cool is the person who. It's not a voice changer. Like it's an actual person who does the voice of like the phone voice, mm-hmm. and he never he wasn't allowed to meet anybody on set. Like he didn't meet the main actresses until years after the franchise ended. Really, because they didn't want to know what he looked like. They, the director Wes Craven didn't want the actresses to know what that guy looked like because they didn't want to put a face to the voice.
1: Yeah, they just wanted to be mysterious. And
0: he would call them on set. I mean, they had to redo the audio later but he would legit call them and when they're in the scene they're on the phone with that guy who's oh, reading wow. his lines and like being scared in real time like it's yeah it's yeah that's no, fucking it's,
1: awesome that's a great that's an awesome like director's choice yeah, to do that yeah
0: no it was really really cool and um that whole franchise did really cool and innovative thing except the third one god the third one's really bad yeah dude jane silent bob show up in the third one
1: do they and fucking really? And I love Jane really. I love Jane
0: Allen Bob, but they did not belong in Scream 3. Holy shit. It's for one second. That's it, interesting. Yeah. They were popular at the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's fucking yeah. strange. Right, let's jump back in time and talk about Texas
1: Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, directed by Toby Hooper. Yes. God, this movie's fucking terrifying. It
0: is um, horrific. It's, it's in the New York Film um, Registry. It's I forget. It's like, it's considered a, a national piece of art and it's in like a museum. Like That's awesome. It's so terrifying. But the reason I think it's not considered a slasher slasher is because the plot of the movie is about these kids getting lost. It's not about them being, like, hunted down and killed. That's just part They just run place, of the wrong time. Yeah. And, um, with this... And this is interesting. How, based on a true story can be construed, Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre are based on the
1: same guy. Really?
0: And those movies are nothing alike.
1: Yeah, uh, because they're based off Ed Gein. Ed Gein, hmm And, uh kind of like history because i fucking love history to kind of give you a brief history on ed gein um fuck you well fucking he doesn't deserve me to pronounce his name right he's fucked up yeah uh basically this guy uh would exhume bodies and do horrific things to them like he would take bones take the skulls of people and make them into bowls and cups and he decorated his house with people's skeletons uh he had like I think he had a few masks from people's face mm-hmm. uh, faces as well, which is kind of what inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre killer. I, I don't know if he has a name or if he just... Leatherface. Leatherface, yeah. What the fuck am I I'm a Fucking idiot. Um, but, yeah, and like the reason he was caught is because he actually decided to kill someone because i think he only had one maybe two victims
0: yeah but he, he would dig up other dead bodies yeah that, that's what he would do yeah
1: that was like his thing and if you look up um like photos from the crime scene from like his house oh it's messed up it's fucked up but it, it resembles uh texas chainsaw massacre like nice. leatherface's house yeah where it's all, all fucked up decorated and shit like that like mm-hmm. it it resembles that but uh uh go ahead
0: well, another thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the scene where she they go into Leatherface's house mm-hmm. and there's skeletons everywhere. Those are real human skeletons.
1: Are they really? They were cheaper to
0: buy in India than a fake skeleton at the store. Holy shit. For some reason, one of the crew members were in India and they were like, hey, I can buy a real skeleton for really cheap. And they bought a bunch of real human skeletons.
1: That's fucking terrifying, And if you rewatch
0: dude. it, it makes it so much more scary you're just knowing that it's a real fucking skeleton. What
1: the And I fuck? love how... Leatherface was
0: this really like tall but kind of chunky guy and he would very just, simpleton, very simpleton he would chase you down like the first kill he just whacks someone on the head with a hammer. person starts twitching out, he throws him in the thing and then just like slams the door shut just like boom, boom, boom like and you're like, oh shit, all these people are dead. And uh, when um, later he gets the girl and hangs her on the hook. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that, that, that one hurt. But, uh, I, dude, the final shot of this movie is so terrifying. When the Absolutely. Gr- the girl's the, able to get the away. The girl gets away, is laughing, and then he's just like, nya, 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 spinning in circles. Like it's
1: Such a beautiful shot, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, and the way it just cuts.
1: Like, all sound just, yep. And it cuts at the end. Dude, when I watched this movie for the first time, I didn't really know much about it. Like, I almost thought that he was gonna let the, that uh, Leatherface was gonna get her cause like that mm-hmm. truck slows down just enough for like yeah. him to like almost catch up yeah and she just is laughing cause she's like fucking terrified like she yeah. just can't believe she got away like she mm-hmm. is just she's gonna be fucked up for her life her
0: whole life yes and uh, uh my favorite scene in the movie is when you find out that the family's fucked up and, like, they know about Leatherface. At the dinner
1: table? Dude, that seems oh fucking terrifying. God. Like,
0: she wakes up screaming, crying. And you're like, ah, ah, ha, ha, And they're, like, mocking her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like it's so fucked.
1: And something this movie does really good for the time mm-hmm. is in the 60s and 70s, hitchhiking was a big thing. Yep. And that's oh, how yep. this and movie he, opens. they pick up the hitchhiker and it's yeah, fucking p- crazy. Yep, 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 yep. And they pick him up. And then, uh, I can't remember how they end up at the house, but, like later on they I think seem... they ran out of gas okay and, uh, it's
0: either that or it's next to the house that they were trying to visit something like that
1: ah uh, okay mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've only seen it like once maybe twice but I watched the Michael Bay one and that one was
0: fucking Michael Bay has one
1: I think he produced it yeah I don't think he directed it
0: is that the one with McConaughey
1: no I'll look it up right now But I know
0: there's one with McConaughey and speaking about wacky sequels dude Texas Chantel Massacre 2 is the wackiest horror sequel I've ever I haven't seen the whole thing which one I'm sorry Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is oh yeah here. Talk, it is. Talk about the complete opposite of like the first movie, mm-hmm. dude. This movie opens with a car chase with Leatherface on the other car, hacking into the car next to him with a chainsaw. What so, like eighties music? Yeah. Also directed by Toby Hooper.
1: Interesting. Like
0: doesn't make any goddamn sense.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I found the Michael Bay one. Um, it came out in two thousand six. It was directed by Jonathan. Uh, Labiesman also directed Ninja Turtles so he's like worked with Michael Bay on several other things Uh, but Michael Bay was a producer on it and this movie is fucked up but it is so bad (laughs) came out in 2006 it's called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning so it's like a retelling but dude yeah this movie is fucked up
0: yeah um mm, I got one one of my favorite Sasha movies of all time Okay, came out in the year two thousand.
1: What movie is that?
0: American Psycho with Christian Bale.
1: Oh my God, that is a fucking slasher movie! Movie is
0: absolutely a slasher, but it's all from his perspective, and it's so fucked up. It's such a good movie. Like, it has one of the greatest scenes of all time when he's with um Jared Leto's character, and they're in his house, and he's losing like, the news." Yeah, like he be losing the news, and Jared, Jared Leto's really drunk. And he's just, like, walking through, like, doing all this stuff. Sully puts on, like, a raincoat. Puts his newspapers everywhere. And then he just fucking yaks Leto in the face when the axe. The blood gets on him. And he, like... Because the reason he killed him is because in that high Wall Street life he's living, uh, Leto has a better business card than he does. Mistook him for another co-worker. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, he takes so personally. And, um...
1: Because it defeats his, like, masculinity and he doesn't like that.
0: And he's like, considers himself the perfect human man. Mm -hmm. And also, uh... He can get reservations at a restaurant that he can't get. And the, re- the the reservations he gets is at a place called Dorcia. So after he whacks him and kills him on the first shot, but he whacks him and then looks at the dead body and goes, try getting a reservation at Dorcia now, you fucking stupid bastard. And then just keeps yakking at him. This movie's fucked up, it dude. It is so messed up, and it's so good. I love how it ends. I disagree with the popular theory of the ending. Mm-hmm. The popular theory... Which is what? Is that it's a dream that he made it all up, mm-hmm. that he's not really a killer. That's just like his fantasy. But I... Don't think that's how, that's how. I, it ends. Yeah, I won't
1: agree that he is a killer.
0: But my the way I see the ending is, and it's a beautiful ending of him just saying like I can't. I think one of the last lines is "There's no escape from this," because he finally reaches a point where he wants catharsis. He wants to admit what he's done. He wants to be punished for his actions. But he lives in such a Wall Street high profile life that they covered it up. Mm-hmm. So when he brings it up and they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about," some people took that as, "Oh, it's a dream." But I take it as like, "A dude, shut the fuck up." Like we, we took care of it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And it's just interesting. Him, and it's just him not being able to admit what he did.
1: I'll have to rewatch that with like so that good. in mind. I have like 4K. I, I don't know if I agree with that, but I'll have to watch it I again. Have
0: the 4K, and it's the NC17 version of the movie.
1: I haven't seen that version. Oh, boy. But speaking of slasher movies, like you said, the final girl trope. Let's talk about Evil Dead Two because we both fucking love that <laughs> movie. Not a slasher
0: movie, but because well, <laughs> it has you, the trope of the final girl. You don't need an excuse to bring up Evil Dead Two. Oh, I'll I just know. talk about it whenever you want, but dude. Go, go ahead.
1: And that's something I really like about, like, B-movies. Like, we can talk about this, like, on another episode of, mm-hmm. like, why B-movies B- are so good is because they're so innovative. Like, with the whole evil cam, like, oh, God, I fucking love that. You never see the killer. You don't know what the killer is, but everyone is fucking terrified Sam of Raimi. it. Sam <laughs> Raimi. Right? The evil is Sam Raimi running at you with a camera, and that's why it's so terrifying.
0: This a cameraman with really good cardio.
1: Yeah. No shit, dude. That... It- that shit has to be heavy. You know
0: what? That's where they found Maury's cameraman. They got him from <laughs> Evil Dead. Yeah, right? just people with the cameras.
1: Dude, you know what's really funny like looking back on that movie hmm. is I, I don't think it's how it opens but like in the swamp whenever the camera's just kind of going in and out of like the tree but like they're on the swamp fucking uh, Bruce Campbell is in the swamp pushing a tube where Sam Raimi's on it like that has to be that's some fucking dedication that's gross as shit like that movie is so innovative and like you said it has the final girl but like it's Ash and I really like like you said how they you know have Ash try to confront every problem as like a masculine way and then he just gets beaten down and then he has to take a new approach on it like it's so it's so fucking good dude oh yeah And, and it's so bloody
0: yeah another slasher well it's not, it's not really a slasher but it was one of those movies that it was inspired by the tropes of slashers is Candyman I him. actually
1: haven't seen that but I know they're remaking with, it
0: with Tony Todd okay and he's scary he's in the Final Destination movies oh and those were inspired by slashers. slasher so I about haven't those seen too.
1: those either this is all you chief what yeah
0: they're so terrible but I love every single one which one's one the one you that?
1: really like is it five five
0: I really like five although two might be my favorite just because it's the most innovative in terms of the deaths okay but five is actually a legit good movie yeah but uh Candyman, um, I've seen it once a long time ago, but it's Tony Todd. It's very supernaturalistic again, mm-hmm. but it was inspired by Slashers. It has the, fi- the fi- kind of final girl trope. Okay. But um, Final Destination.
1: Ooh, ooh.
0: It's literally just a pre- it's a premonition of there's some major accident that someone sees, and then they all start slowly dying in the order they would have died on the accident. Like mm-hmm. the first one to plane crash the kids on a plane, it blows up, everyone dies. and he wakes up in the airport, and he's like, "We can't get on the plane, we can't get on the plane, please stop, get off." And they all get off, and then they're like, "What's wrong, dude? Like we're le- they're leaving without us? What the fuck?" And he's like, "No, I saw it. the plane blew up, like we 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 all died." And then suddenly, yeah. in the background, the plane takes off and explodes. And they're like,
1: "What the fuck?" And the cops
0: are investigating him, like, "You knew the plane was going to blow up? Or are you involved in how it blew up?" And he's like, "No, I swear to God, I just like it was a vision that I saw." And then one of the survivors dies, like all oh, that sad. Then another one dies, and they're like that's coincidental and a third one dies like okay this is not coincidental this has to be some sort of pattern and mm. the main movie the villain of the movie is death itself
1: that's cheesy and, as fuck
0: and it's pissed that they cheated death so it's getting them back in the order they would have died on the accident hmm. it's so cheesy and it's so dumb but I love it because it's just innovative ways to kill people yeah of course like oh my god there's a great one where two people are arguing and the girlfriend is like I've had enough of you guys arguing and she's backing up and as she's backing up she's walking into a street And she goes, I swear to God, if you don't leave this and you can just drop fucking dead. And then she just gets railed by a bus right after she says it. Jesus Christ. It's so funny. And then, like, the second one was a car accident. Still has messed me up to this day. I'll never drive behind a log truck in my life. And if if one ever gets in front of me, I move that shit over. And it's because the final definition too. Funny
1: enough, I've never seen those movies, but like even before knowing that was a thing, I never drove behind yeah, log yeah. trucks. Like fuck that, dude! But like,
0: I'll show you the opening car, car accident after mm-hmm. we're done. It's so like, oh my god, when you see it's how these fucked. people die, yeah. Hmm. And then like the innovative deaths, like it has one of my favorite deaths in all the franchise. There's a kid who um, they figure out he's next to die, so they're trying to find him and save him. But he, he comes, he's like 17 years old, and he, he comes out of the dentist or something like that. And he sees a bunch of pigeons. And there's people doing construction work, and they have a, sh- they have a window mm-hmm. that they're p- getting ready to put into a building. And the kid like goes and like scares the pigeons, and then it scares the construction workers, and they drop the sheet of glass. And the kid just looks up, and they replace him with a dummy, but you can't tell. And it just collapses. The glass collapses through his body and then shatters on the ground. And it's a practical effect, and it looks bonkers. It looks crazy. What the fuck? Yeah, and the fifth one's good. I don't, since you've never seen it, I don't want to give away the twist. Okay. Because there's an actual twist in that movie. Yeah. And it's fucking cool. Hmm. But one day we're going to binge all the Final Destinations. And I think
1: some of them might be on the streaming service somewhere right now.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we have to binge them and then you have to watch 5 because 5 is so good. Yeah. 5 is about a bridge collapsing, which was terrifying. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no. But, yeah, that's all kinds of horror. Did I, you I,
1: see Black Christmas? Because I know they're remaking it this year. I
0: saw scenes of Black Christmas, but I haven't okay. seen the whole thing. I am excited for the remake, and I will watch the original before I go see it. Yeah, for remake. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I think I think that's all the slashers I really wanted to cover.
1: Yeah, the only one I really wanted to talk about was Halloween. Because I fucking love that movie, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah,
0: but I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about Nightmare on the Street and Scream as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well... That's probably going to do it all for today. Um, you know, Please keep up on the channel. On Friday, I'll have reviews for both Ad Astra and Rambo Last Blood. Doing a double feature. Dude, seven that's the
1: fucking name of the movie, Ooh, Last Blood.
0: It's such a bad title, but I hope the movie's good. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Ad Astra as well.
1: That movie genuinely looks really good. Yes. Fucking Space Pirates and shit. Yes. Yes. yes? And then
0: uh, at some point soon, you're going to have the next Top 250 video.
1: Uh Yeah, it was supposed to be out this weekend, but I was actually in Miami, so mm-hmm. I wasn't able to edit them. Uh, What's today? Today is currently Monday. I will have one of them on Thursday and then again on Sunday. I think that's going to be my schedule for it. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Sounds good, homie. Well,
0: that's going to be all for today. My name is Dalton Burdett. Or I'm Ryan Warner. And we'll check you later.